Hi, everybody. Welcome in episode five of the Always Loyal podcast. Jordan Carruth, what's coming up? Hello, Darren Smith. Uh, we have an update on preseason, some updates with the NYCFC match. It's been canceled, but we have good news. LAFC coming up this weekend, an update on that. We got to watch Duran Faree pitch a shutout for the under-17s. And the promotional schedule is out. Loyal always crush the merch game. We'll talk about all of it this week on the Always Loyal podcast. Jordan. Well, here I thought episode five, we'd be spending some time talking about maybe the more attractive preseason games on San Diego Loyal's preseason schedule through San Diego State, through LMU on February 11th, depending on when it is that you were listening to this this past weekend, then a midweek match against NYC FC, followed by a trip Saturday to Bank of California Stadium to go see LAFC. These are the the two previous MLS Cup winners. But, Jordan, we've had a cancellation. Mm. We had a cancellation here mm. in the tournament out in the desert. Uh, kind of disappointing The Coachella Valley Invitational, which is mostly MLS clubs, was going to be having a great day of preseason action coming up on February 15th. But the lone match that's been canceled, the one that involved San Diego Loyal and NYCFC, kind of a bummer. That's a big time bummer. That seems like it's an impactful decision, not just for the two clubs either. I mean, there's, I know I was talking to, to my wife about making the trip out there and getting away to Palm Springs. That's a fun little trip for those here in San Diego. I, I don't know if any fans from New York were going to come out to Indio for this, but I, I have a feeling that if you were based in San Diego, whether you were a club or a supporter or just someone who saw this and wanted to go watch some pretty good football, you might've been doing some planning around this. So this is an unfortunate decision. Yeah, I would say so. I think that's fair. And here's the answer to your question. You don't know how many fans from NYCFC were going to make the trip. I think the answer is zero, oh. <laughs> pretty much zero. When you look at the slate, like this is a cool thing. I must admit when the preseason schedule came out, you know, you look and you go, okay, San Diego State, that's going to make some sense. LMU, that's going to make a little bit of sense. Just saw it this previous weekend, although I do have a story as to why I couldn't attend that one. But then you saw NYCFC and LAFC and you say, okay, you're going to go to LAFC. I get it. It's going to be an interesting day there, right? Because LAFC is going to have their own kit reveal at one o'clock in the afternoon. So they're going to draw some significant fans into their home stadium. And then you get an opportunity to play against MLS. And we don't need to tell the always loyal podcast listeners what that means, what kind of opportunity that is, but same for this tournament. And, and when it first came out, you just sort of saw it and said, okay, India, I don't really know what that is. But if you looked into it, to Jordan's point, and you saw what the Coachella Valley Invitational is all about, you see LA Galaxy, New York Red Bulls, Minnesota United, St. Louis Soccer Club, Earthquakes, Timbers, Toronto, right? Like, all of a sudden you go, wow, that's a pretty, pretty cool event that for especially a lot of the cold weather MLS clubs, that they have a place to go that they could play. And it's probably a huge networking opportunity, and you might be able to take some 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 free peeks at some players that you might want to target, let's say on loan at some point somewhere down the road, right? You could do some networking here on the corporate level. Like there's all sorts of opportunity here for San Diego Loyal and to, to be 
I think the only lower division club invited to this to have been scheduled to participate in this and to now also be in the only match that was canceled against NYCFC, which is also scheduled to play St. Louis soccer club the same day. I guess at NYC's their rationale was we don't have enough players, which you know, it's just like a huge, it's, it's just a, it's a bummer and it's a terrible break for loyal. It's a terrible break mm. for loyal. Cause my understanding Jordan is to your point, we did have supporters that were going to go and make that trip who might've actually booked hotel rooms. I don't want to mm-hmm. overdo it here and tell you it was 50,000 people. Cause it wasn't, but it, it, it loyal also booked a bunch of hotel rooms. They were going to make this part of a week long excursion where they were going to go participate in this tournament. And then they were going to go straight to Los Angeles. They were going to do some team building stuff on the corporate level. They were going to be doing some stuff, some video stuff, some social media. So, you know, like, this has really been a fly in the ointment of San Diego Loyal's preseason plans, much more so than I think anybody realized when that announcement came out. Not enough players. Not enough players. I mean, Not enough this players. Is what you, your preseason's you, all about. You're playing you, you, two times. Do it. You, you came out here. You brought a squad. What do you mean you don't have enough players? If you don't have enough players at this point of the season, what are we doing? You ready for the regular season? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess they don't have enough players to play two matches in one day. So what did they do? They didn't cancel the one against St. Louis Soccer Club. They canceled the one against San Diego Loyal, which again, figure it out would have been the club that would have at least brought a handful of fans there. Cause I, I know there are for our supporters who decided to do what it was that you and, and your wife were thinking about, which was, Hey, why not go up there for a couple of days, go kick it Place isn't inexpensive. And you know, now all of a sudden you, know, you have to untangle this. If you're San Diego loyal, because it wasn't just putting everybody on a bus, going up there, playing the game, getting back on the bus and carrying about this was, this was part of, of three or four days of planning from months back to participate in this tournament, but also take advantage of the circumstances and to be associated with the kind of clubs that, that are participating in this tournament. So here's the bottom line. It stinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the good news is you still get a match against LAFC this weekend. That will go on. Tickets are available. Now you can go to the SD loyal website. I, I saw a link earlier today, Darren, I clicked it. It automatically applied a code for me. I believe that code was loyal. But it, it does it automatically. And uh, it was $15 general admission visitor supporter section up at the bank. That's good. If you haven't gone up to that stadium, watch a game there yet, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this podcast have taken that opportunity and have probably done so many times. But if you haven't, do it. I can't recommend it enough. It is a ton of fun. If you were going to cancel one of the two, let's just flip the script then, since it sounds like NYCFC canceled because they didn't have enough players. If I were SD loyal and I had to cancel one match this week and I had to choose between NYCFC and LAFC, you know who I'm canceling? New York. Get out of here. We canceled you. So we've just flipped the script on you. (laughs) We cancel you and we want to take on LAFC at the bank this weekend. So that should be fun. Uh, Saturday. It's a night game, right? Isn't that like a five five o'clock? That's a pretty good kickoff right there. I like that. Gives you some time. Gives you some some good time to track down some good food and drink before that match. I got some really good recommendations recently right across the street from the bank for food. Like we went into this most random place you would never find. And we roll in and there's like eight different restaurants on the inside. And one of them had like two Michelin stars. And they were just serving up the seafood, tostadas. We had drinks. It was it was incredible. So hopefully I see everyone Saturday. Um, Are you going? That's I want to. I, I don't know officially. I have a uh, I have a sick child at home at the moment, but mm. I'm hoping he bounces back by then. I would imagine he would. So my goal is to get up there. 
I think so. I think yeah, you and I were there for the first ever match, right? First ever regular season MLS match Against for LAFC. Seattle I, I know, Sounders. Is who I, I know this match. is the always loyal podcast, and you know it sort of comes to the territory that you're supposed to hate everything about LA. But I will say they do do a lot of things really well there at LAFC. Yeah, just in my own limited MLS experience, they do a lot of things well. And I also think too, from a preseason standpoint, right? You you sort of wonder to yourself. Well, okay, so there'll be some some loyal supporters. I checked in with our dude Steve, president of the locals. He said that you know they were putting things together here. I don't know that it's it's going to be like a bus trip, but check with them, check with them, check with Chavez the loyal. If you're thinking about making your way up and you just want to hang around with some people from San Diego who are making the trip, I know there will be people there. What exact number? At least at the time of the recording of this podcast, it's unclear. But um, to your point, I also think, too, that that with a kit reveal right around the corner for San Diego Loyal coming up mm-hmm. on March 4th, I think it's clever what LAFC is doing and that they're having their own kit reveal. They're either at Bank of California Stadium or somewhere in one of those surrounding areas. What is it called? Exposition Park. So you know, somewhere right about there, they're doing their own kit reveal at one o'clock. So I'm sure the MLS current MLS Cup holders are going to draw quite quite a crowd for people that want to see what the new kit looks like. So I think it's it's for a preseason, it's got a little bit of sizzle. And I'm sure Loyal is going to want to, especially now that they don't have to manage a midweek match, thanks NYCFC, I'm guessing this probably means that Loyal in a 90-minute match, Jordan is going to be more inclined to play uh, significant minutes for, for what we would expect to see the starting 11 looking like coming up here on March 11th for the regular season opener against Detroit city. Right. I mean, I, I guess for every disadvantage of not having to play this midweek match, there is an advantage in that, you know, you don't, you know, you don't have to play two times in four days and you can, you can roll out a really, really good lineup against LAFC and you could, you know, you could just take your chances and see what it looks like. And we know from a lower level soccer perspective, this is a huge deal. It's a huge opportunity. How often in life will you ever get the opportunity to take on the current MLS cup holders like mm-hmm. you will upcoming this weekend, even if it doesn't mean as much to them as it might to loyal. Uh, we saw last year, San Diego get the opportunity to go to Carson to take on LA galaxy in the open cup this year in the preseason, they get the opportunity to play LAFC. This is the type of the match uh, type of match that motivates a lot of players. Even if it's just a preseason match, even if it's, I get it. Like we're, we got to pace ourselves. Joe Corona even talked about it. We'll play that audio a little bit later. Like we have to be aware of where we are on the calendar and we have a long schedule ahead of us. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves and no one's going to confuse LAFC going over the top to take down loyal in a preseason game. Like they're, they're preparing for other things as well. But I will say like Alejandro Guido had time with LAFC. There's other players who are clearly going to be very motivated when they're on an MLS field, taking on an MLS team to prove themselves. Like that's just, that's just going to happen naturally. Right? Like, I don't know if it's going to be the best full 90 minutes we'll see all year, but I promise you there's going to be flashes in that match that are really propped up simply because it's an MLS team, it's an MLS field, and it's the cup champions. By the way, that's also Steve Chirundolo over there too, who right. you know this listenership I'm sure doesn't need any reminder about who Steve Chirundolo is, his connections to his hometown of San Diego. Yeah. Against LMU this past weekend, Jordan, I, I was not able to attend the matches plural due to a flat tire situation, mm. but the recap I got was we sort of split it up. We had, you know, our, our senior team players playing with our Academy players. 
played a couple of different matches. It was just a totally different structure. So if you were one of those that made your way to Chula Vista to the Olympic Training Center and caught a little bit of that, I guess they played two, I, I may have a detailer off here, two 60-minute matches, but they mixed and matched. They used a little bit of first-team players and they used a little bit of academy players, trialists, right? And and so that won't be the case upcoming this weekend. I mean, later in the match, I'm sure that, you know, you'll see some subs, but for the most part, Loyal's going to put out, uh, at least the idea is to put out a, a starting 11 that will look very, very similar to what you would expect to see at Torero Stadium once the regular season gets going. And you're making a great point here that, that some of these guys still have MLS aspirations. So, you know, that's sort of the disappointment about the whole Coachella Valley Invitational is from a player perspective, you know, you get, you know, you get a bunch of eyeballs on you and somebody might go, Hey, that guy over there, number uh, 30, whatever that, you know, let's make a note of that guy, find out a little bit more about him. And it becomes an opportunity for clubs. It can becomes an opportunity for players. So I, I'm with you on that. I'm, I, 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 I'm kind of excited about five o'clock Saturday afternoon. So that should be a little bit of fun. And like yeah. you said, it's always just a, like, it's kind of a, it's a, it's a really cool experience up there. I would imagine, you know, their supporter section is going to show up for, for a kit reveal and then hang around for a match as well. I, I would imagine that, you know, that there's going to be a little something to that one. I'm sure they've made this official. I just don't know the information. LAFC, I would imagine would be wearing the kits. They just revealed in that match. I, yeah. That would make a lot of sense. Um, three more games on the preseason schedule for San Diego this Saturday against LAFC up at the bank, Orange County SC. Uh, that's going to be played at Miracosta college at 11 AM the next Saturday, that's February 25th. And then March 4th, finish up the preseason schedule against Central Valley Fuego FC. Kickoff time to be determined. But that's March 4th. You finish that up, and then you get ready for the season slash home opener against Detroit March 11th. By the way, single-game tickets are on sale now. We referenced that Joe Corona sound. Let's get to that. He's someone that's already been on the podcast. He was the first guest of the new season for us. And he is now had a couple training sessions. He's working with his team. It's not just when we talked to him, he didn't even know everyone on the roster quite yet. He knew a handful of guys. He was aware of guys like Guido. He's clearly aware of his former teammates, but he is getting to know a lot of these players on this roster. That's part of the whole reason of this preseason stuff, which is you're kind of disappointed with the NYCFC thing. And you can think about the hotel room and all the planning, but like it, it is, it's a missed opportunity for guys like Joe Corona getting used to his new teammates. So we get to see Joe Corona getting more comfortable. Here's what he had to say is he's now had a couple of weeks under his belt here with San Diego loyal. It's been amazing. Uh, everyone here with the team has been super welcoming. Um, it's, it's been nice to get to know all the guys, the coaching staff. Um, so I'm pretty happy, you know. I'm happy to be be here training with the guys and, and getting ready for season. It's still early um, in preseason. We're definitely working every day to, to improve in certain things. Right now we've been focusing mainly on like tactical stuff uh, with Nate. Um, but of course putting in that fit as well you know um, I feel like uh, we're covering every area pretty good uh, and and yeah I think LAFC is going to be a very good test for us to see where we're at but like I said we got to be smart it's, it's a long preseason and as long as the boys get to, to the first game the best shape possible I think we're, we're going to be okay all right there he is Joe Corona says everyone has been very welcoming 
Uh, right now, the, the team's focused on covering tactics, getting up to speed with what Nate Miller is is coaching and getting ready for the new season and just kind of physically getting ready at the same time. It, it's a long season. It's not the the 2020 schedule when we played 16 games and that was it. This is this is a grind. So you got to get ready for a whole season. And that's what they're trying to get ready for physically. I realize Joe is our first guest of season number two of the Always Loyal podcast. And you and I have a little bit of history with Joe Benny. But, you know, sometimes just seeing it in action, seeing his exchange, seeing him going back and forth a little bit with Nate Miller in a good way, not in a, you know, not in any sort of combative way, but just seeing the two of them talk about, you know, different things out there on the practice pitch. Jordan, I mentioned I was on my way to Chula Vista to go watch the preseason games, plural, against LMU and ended up with a flat tire. So uh, shout out. I realize, you know, this isn't really a, podcast where we do shout outs but shout out to discount tire in chula vista went in there i was wearing a loyal shirt and uh, the gentleman who was helping us with this situation said oh san diego loyal their season's right around the corner isn't it i said as a matter of fact yes it is march 11th is the first first regular season match against detroit city he goes man joe corona was in here a couple of weeks ago we were talking about the upcoming season so this is Irwin who works at Discount Tire Chula Vista, Palm Avenue. I think it's Chula Vista, San Diego. I don't want to get wrapped up in those details right off the five. Shout out. Shout out to Irwin. But he said Joe Corona was in there and he was super excited about watching a hometown guy. He couldn't wait to get to his what he would call his first ever San Diego Loyal match because Joe Benny was is such a big deal, especially in South Bay, that they want to go and they want to make sure that they're there when Joe Benny puts it on, puts on the new kit, the 2023 kit for the first time coming up March 11th. That's funny. You did not even tell me that story before. And I had the exact same thing happen to me over the weekend when I was picking up dinner for the family. I was wearing my loyal jacket and the person uh, at the counter was bringing up the same thing. Season's only a couple weeks away. I love your jacket. Are you going to be down there for games? And it just started an entire conversation. Those conversations, uh, they, they seem to be happening more and more often, don't they? Yeah, they do. It's, it's, you know, it's anecdotal as all get out, but it is a kind of cool mm-hmm. thing when somebody goes, ah, oh, man, Joe Corona was just in here getting some tires a couple right. weeks ago. And now, you know, here's the guy that we all love from South Bay. We can't wait to get out. We can't wait to watch. And I'm sure similar stuff had happened all across to, to your point, all across the County, but mm-hmm. very, very cool thing. And yeah. again, you know, the questions just, my way were like, Oh, well, me and my family go like, who's your favorite player. She asked me. And I'm just like, we just started talking about like the players brought up the local guys and, Everyone has a different story, but everyone kind of has the same story in that same I sense. Know. I was thinking too, I was like, man, you know, it's going to be really, really hard to have a conversation about who like your favorite newcomer of the year is going to be because <laughs> you Good almost luck. have to say, so who's the, who are you most excited to see in 2023 besides Joe Corona? <laughs> like no offense, Blake Bodily, like no offense to anybody else. Maybe we don't even know. Maybe this isn't even a complete roster yet, right? Maybe between now and March 11, there's opportunity to bring somebody in. It I certainly think so. has happened before. And, and certainly, you know, Loyal's always going to be on the lookout for somebody here who can help this club. But I was thinking, man, of, of like the new, the handful of new players, you know, what are you most looking forward to? You almost have to do it as an aside to Joe Corona, Because whether he's speaking like the sound we just heard or whether you're seeing some of the great production that comes from the social media team out there on uh, the training ground, it just, you know, it's it's very easy to get drawn into going, man, Joe Corona's out there making things happen, right? And we referenced that uh, there's a kit reveal Saturday for LAFC. Kit reveal was announced for San Diego Loyal. 
uh, not too long ago. We're getting closer and closer to that. March 4th, I believe, is that date. Darren, I know you have the details on that. A new location. We've had a different spot to unveil the, the kit uh, each year, and I, I love the location this year. I think they're doing a great job with this. Um, I'm excited to see what the new kits will be for San Diego in the upcoming season. Oh, you haven't seen them? I'm just kidding. So uh, this is an interesting day. You mentioned it. It's what? March 4th against Central Valley Fuego. So, you know, that's your daytime activity. Then your evening activity, Saturday, 6 p.m., March 4th, Adams Avenue Theater, Normal Heights. One of San Diego's great neighborhoods. Normal Heights is so much fun. But at the Adams Avenue Theater in Normal Heights will be the 2023 kit reveal, Jordan. I'm with you. Super excited to see what Charlie rolls out for a second season. Guessing we'll have a new variation of Tory Green for home matches. Not sure what to expect in terms of uh, uh, go-to away jersey. And then will there be an alternate? What about the goalkeepers? All I know is this. We will show up on March 4th, and we will have credit cards in hand. Yes. That pretty much is the one thing I can guarantee about March 4th, Saturday night, 7 o'clock, after a couple cocktails and go home with a whole new wardrobe. Yeah. I mean, Charlie set a pretty good standard last year with, with, with what they were able to come up with. And San Diego obviously has influence as well. Ricardo Campos, the president of the club, tweeted out, new and different this year, but always San Diego. Join the party. It's going to be March 4th, 7 p.m. New and different. I think different's a good word. I think each year is, uh, it's been different. It's been different each and every year. It's never, yeah, like, oh, yeah, that looks like that's just a subtle little change. Like I, they've they've made changes every single year. Yeah, I mean, will it be dramatically different? I mean, I, I don't know. That's what we'll we'll see on March 4th. But yeah, somebody asked me this question. Somebody who's a little, you know, maybe not as you know big into soccer as, as certainly somebody would be if you're listening to a podcast about it and said, so another jersey, explain this to me. Why is it? And I said, well, you know, a lot of clubs do this around the world, right? Like, I mean, and it's not just kit sponsor. Obviously, you've got new a new sponsorship on the front of the shirt. But, you know, I think uh, there are lots of clubs around that, that you know, do this on a, a year-in, year-out basis, try to freshen things up a little bit. It, it doesn't mean they didn't like the ones from last year or the year prior to that. But let's also say this, after two years of no Tory Green now, this going into the second season of Tory Green, I think, is rather a significant moment and, and a significant carryover from, from year number one with Charlie Football. So, mm-hmm. you know, there are certain clubs like, like uh, Real Madrid barely ever tweaks it and Barca does it every year. So, you know, there are lots of clubs around the sport all around the world that do this sort of stuff. Some of them just, you know, keep it the way it is. And and then some of it will, will do it cycle by cycle by cycle. So uh, yeah. I and mean, this isn't, this isn't to say if you wear last year or the, no, I mean, it's, it's really sort of just a, you know, part of the, the, the sport that this happens on a year in year out basis. Right. I mean, even the MLS cup holders mm-hmm. are doing something here before a preseason matchup coming this weekend. So I, I kind of like it. I, I do. Even if you go every other cycle, but I have a feeling this year, you're going to want to, you're really going to want to make this a part of, of what it is that you wear on a regular basis. Yeah. So that we'll, we'll see it officially March 4th uh, before we chat about Duran Faree, who, by the way, pitched a shutout with the under 17s as the Loyals goalkeeper five nil win over Barbados makes his debut at the under 17 level. We'll get to that. But before we do, I kind of want to stay on track here. We're talking about the new kit. The promotional schedule was also announced not too long ago. Loyal, we know they, they crushed the merch game. The giveaway schedule that we saw for the upcoming season feels very San Diego to me. 
it's t-shirts, it's sunglasses, it's hats, it's tank tops. They packed that schedule with giveaways. So there's single game tickets are available now. Listen, there's, there's fans who go in and buy season tickets right away. There's people who do different type of packages. There's people who may only buy tickets based on the promotional schedule. Plenty of options for everyone this year. Uh, they did a really good job. Trading cards. I did not bring up the trading cards. That seems to be a pretty popular topic. I wonder what those are going to look like and which players will be featured on a trading card. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to imagine those. I'm going to guess like, Joe Corona will be one of them. Uh, I'm going to guess Coke Vegas will be one of them. Charlie Adams, of course, our Capitan. Got to get him. Got to get him squared away. Yeah. But, but a huge thing with cards is like card art, right? Mm. And I definitely like working with MLB the show. This is a huge thing for us as well. Like the art that goes into the cards that you get um, when playing the game. Now here with soccer, the trading cards that you're giving out. Like, is it going to be something where it's a picture of Nick Moon at Torero? Like in the middle of a game or is it going to be something where it's nick moon mm. kicking a moon into the into a net <laughs> like is it going to be elijah martin in a delorean or is it going to be elijah martin like crossing one in well, like mm. i i don't know like which is it going to be to me moshobani with a bunch of clocks around him because it's to me time or is it going to be to me scoring a goal which by the way did you see the Chiefs stole my uh my line in the super bowl i when did not when tony scored oh the receiver their social media says it's Tony time with an alarm clock. Hmm. He didn't score three times though, did he? No, he did not. Because you had too many time times three. No, I had too many time times two. Oh, times but two? But I, I see an, op- an opportunity to embrace too many time with a picture of Toomey holding a bunch of clocks in his trading card. I'm just throwing that out there. I see oh, an fine. opportunity. Loyal's old time leading score right there. Too many time times, what is it? 15? Too many time times a lot. Probably should check our stats. We'll get that squared away by the time the regular season. Sean well. Kelly. Where's Sean Kelly? <laughs> Sean Kelly's in like Bahrain right now <laughs> with F1, but <clears throat> we'll get it squared away. Yeah. yeah we I love that. We referenced Duran free. Let's get to that. We'll take a quick break here. Um, Duran free pitching a shutout with the under 17 really cool. He was added to the roster late. We'll talk about what we saw over the weekend next. This is Ricardo Campos, president for San Diego loyal. You're listening to the always loyal podcast. All right, Darren, we talked about Duran Faree making his debut with the under-17s with the U.S. men's national team. Uh, we saw the starting 11 when the U.S. were kicking off World Cup qualifying for the under-17 men's youth national team. Landon Donovan put a, put a message out there saying, a year ago, Duran Faree was playing for a youth club team. After a year of developing with San Diego Loyal, he is now starting for the under-17 men's national team today as they begin qualifying for the under-17 World Cup. Amazing, the opportunities this sport gives people, which is very well said. It's so easy to see how genuine the pride is with this club and with what Duran Furry is doing. Like this club is so freaking proud of Duran Furry. Like mm. they love, they love him, but they also like love the opportunities that he's getting now and taking advantage of. And like, how could you not just be so proud watching him at that level playing on what would be the worst pitch at the USL level um, and pitching a shutout <laughs> and absolutely look at, listen, like he didn't have to stop a million shots either, but he pitched a shutout, a 5-0 win, and for someone who was just added to that roster not too long ago, and it's not like he was completely unfamiliar. He did train with the squad in early January with in Florida um, for a couple of weeks, uh, but wasn't added to that official roster until a couple of days before they had to go down there and get ready to go and play. So uh, really cool. Duran Faree, 
Um, he was added uh, because there was an elbow injury from another keeper, but only 16 years old and making that debut over the weekend. And I, I just, it's so clear how proud they are of that kid. Well, you know, it's interesting about that line from Landon. Let's go back to that here for a second, because, you know, it'd be easy to look and say, well, this is Landon Donovan, who's been the coach of San Diego Loyal since its inception, who's now working in a front office capacity here, who's serving as, as you know, sporting director, general manager, who's trying to get this club elevated and get it to the next level, spending more time with academy players. But I think Landon was speaking as former player Landon Donovan, Given that the 1999 Under-17 World Cup was really, if you ask Landon Donovan, his big break of sorts, his big coming out party, that was the year with him and Demarcus Beasley where they all dyed their hair blonde. You can see clips of this if you've seen the documentary called Good Rivals about USA and Mexico. This is the one that was produced by Grant Wall, unfortunately, right before Grant Wall passed away covering the World Cup. But uh, it's available, I want to say, on, on Amazon, Netflix, one of those streaming services called Good Rivals. And you can go and you can see what that meant to Landon Donovan, to Marcus Beasley. Kyle Beckerman was a part of that group as well. So you know, they represented the U.S. when the U.S. had its best ever finish in the Under-17 World Cup. You know, we don't have a ton of success in this tournament, the Under-17 World Cup. Now, we're still talking about qualifying, CONCACAF right. qualifying, which is why when you say – kind of a dodgy pitch. You go, yeah, of course it's CONCACAF. What do you expect? There's this huge hill in the goal, which is hilarious. You know, Alomar was- Mountain was in that goal. <laughs> I mean, you, it, it has to be seen to be truly appreciated what it is. Cause we were texting each other. Like, I think he's standing on a hill. What is happening in goal there? We'll have to talk to Duran Faree when he gets back from CONCACAF qualifying. But that was the opportunity that was presented to Landon, to DeMarcus Beasley, to Beckerman. This is a tournament, should you qualify, right? Should you come out of CONCACAF? And it'd be great if you could win in CONCACAF. It'd be great also if you could just qualify for the Under-17 World Cup. Alejandro Guido played in the Under-17 World Cup. Christian Pulisic played in the Under-17 World Cup. Uh, Josh Sargent, Timothy Weah. Uh, those are just U.S. players. We could talk about Mexican players. Carlos Vela played, speaking of LAFC, he played in this tournament. Uh, Tony Cruz, you know, just to, to rattle off a handful of players. So it's a huge opportunity. And you're right. The club should be proud about Duran Uh, This is somebody who was playing on a local level who they had in-depth conversations with, making sure that the family totally understood what it was that he was signing up for when he decided to become a professional coming out of Loyal Select to be a professional soccer player. Now he's given this opportunity, and I, I don't mind telling you, and you can sort of see it happening. You know, I was at home. I was watching the match with my wife. You and I were texting a little bit. But you can also see a lot of pride, not just from the club, but also from a lot of the supporters who have followed the 16, maybe now 17-year-old's career up until this point, that it didn't feel like you were just watching somebody representing Loyal. It just you know, was watching somebody representing San Diego. And you know, that whole great soccer phrase about he's one of our own, he's one of our own, sort of felt that way while watching that one, while watching the 5-0 win against Barbados. Sorry, Rihanna. You had a great week, but you know that, that wasn't that, that one. We had to do what we had to do there. Had a, we had to handle business there. Uh, Duran Furry became the first player to graduate SD Loyal Select program and joined the pro ranks at the club. Last year, he made two appearances at the USL level. His first ever match, uh, he starts the full 90, goes against New Mexico United. It finished 3-3. This is what it's kind of all about, finding talent locally, getting them with Loyal Select, having them grow, sign a contract to play for Loyal, and then seeing what other opportunities 
continue to present themselves beyond that. And I think Duran Faree is being a, he's showcasing all of that by doing exactly what he's done. And I think pride is, is the right word there. Like it was just so cool for a match. Like, let's be honest. I, unless you're a really diehard fan, which some of those listening are, and they're going to watch that match no matter what. But I promise you in San Diego, there were more viewers than normal simply because of who was in net that night. I, I think you're right about that. You know, and I, I just think about watching him as an academy player when he would be with the first team and wondering who is this person wearing this free Jersey and knowing now later on that that was his dad, you know, that his parents would sit and they would travel even though Coke Vegas was getting the overwhelming majority of starts, you know, you, you would see his dad, he would be there. He would just be watching usually from, from, you know, a pretty good seat. I think at Torero stadium, they sit sort of in the Tory club and I've seen him away at orange County, but it's really a, a cool thing. A point of pride. You can only imagine, well, I can't, but you can, you can only imagine what that's like as a parent to watch your 16 year old son make this transition and to go ahead and, and find an avenue, find a pathway here to go and chase his professional dreams and see it not only manifest itself with a local club. Right. And hopefully he goes on to, you know, to bigger, better. I don't think anybody from Loyal would tell you that's not what they're hoping for, for Duran free, but also then to see him representing a national team at the under 17 world cup qualifying, I think is just a tremendous on national television, I don't know that that was or wasn't his national television debut on Fox Sports too, but uh, I, I know there were a bunch of us who were watching that, including the two people who you're listening to right now. So good for him. And by the way, if you're not going to be with your club during preseason, I think this is a pretty good place to, to go ahead and and get some opportunities. I don't yeah. think Nate Miller's going, damn it. You know, why isn't he with the club? You know, right. I'm sure he's like, wow, what an amazing opportunity for Dorian no, Free is- to, to go and represent in the CONCACAF tournament to go hopefully get the u.s qualified for the under 17 world cup yeah what an opportunity for him just to grow as a player just to grow as a human but as a player especially i I feel like there's just a lot of exciting stuff the season hasn't even kicked off yet we're talking about an lafc match coming up this weekend a kit release party coming up the following week the season opener coming up after that against detroit and we also have uh, our local product duran for playing at the u.s level at the under 17s looking very good like this is a very exciting time for San Diego loyal. And we're only in early February. So hopefully, uh, hopefully it just keeps getting better. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he started the first match play three here in, in this stage and, and we'll see by the time this podcast comes out or by the time you might listen to it, we don't know whether Duran will get another opportunity against Canada, but pulling for him. Cause that was a lot of fun against Barbados, you know, watching a, a five nil clean sheet there. Like you said, he didn't have a ton to do, but, but even given the opportunities, he did actually have a pretty nifty play where, you know, he came off his line, came out um, and you know, started a, started a break. I think that resulted in a goal, one of the five goals that the U.S. scored. So, you know, even just showing a little bit uh, cool nerves, you know, didn't rush anything, didn't kick it deep, you know, just just had a, you know, a couple nifty plays when he was given his opportunities, which is all you really can ask for. All right, Darren, I'm going to finish with one question for you. You ready? I'm ready. As a loyal supporter, if you could only play and watch one match this week, would you have rather loyal played NYCFC or LAFC? Come on, man. We canceled NYCFC. We canceled you. You canceled us. We canceled you. You canceled us. We canceled you. We'll take on LAFC. You know, it was hilarious when, when NYCFC finally put it out there, even though it had somewhat been known that they were coming up with some way to get out of this one. 
I love the responses underneath from some of the loyal supporters who are like, oh, you scared? What's the matter? Worried about getting whooped in India? I just, how do you not prepare for that? Like, how do you not prepare for, I don't know. Especially when you ask another club to book a bunch of hotel rooms. I mean, somebody's credit card is out there and, and you know, got a bunch of hotel rooms reserved on it right now. So somebody better make loyal square in all this situation. Yeah, no kidding. You may have cost us an episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, if we only do this every other week now, you, you know why all of a sudden blame NYCFC. We kid, we kid. We're excited for LAFC this weekend. We're excited for the visiting fans to get up there and make some freaking noise at the bank. And I'm excited to see the players really get excited to take on LAFC and, and showcase themselves in a preseason match. I'm excited for the kit release party. I'm excited for the opener coming up against Detroit, March 11th. So it's a good time to be a loyal supporter, Darren. And we'll march on. We will do another episode next week, even though NYCFC decided they weren't ready for San Diego loyal. Mm, man, like I said, I hope the buses and the hotel rooms, I hope all that stuff was refundable. Otherwise, NYFC, FC, you, you expect a bill in the mail. Right. We, we accept Venmo. Yeah, I don't know their club. I ain't hosting a podcast for them. I'll tell you Aren't that. Aren't they linked with Manchester City? Maybe they got problems. Ugh.